Hello and welcome to the Mobile Home Expert Podcast. I'm Jason Sroden and today I'm here with my pal and good friend, Glenn Esterson. Glenn, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, my friend. I hope the same is true for you. Absolutely. And we are graced by Mr. Tom Lackey, who is an industry advocate, the owner of Able Housing, which supplies uh, short-term housing uh, for folks. We'll get into that in a second. But today we're going to be talking really about Seco because Tom is also a park owner and, like I said, an advocate. So, Tom, can you tell us a little bit about Able Housing and then maybe a little bit about your how you got involved in the mobile home park space? Sure. First of all, guys, thanks for having me on today. We really appreciate the opportunity to uh, to talk uh, to you and and to promote our our Seco event coming up. But um, my company, uh, Able Housing, we are a temporary housing company, and we provide uh, temporary short-term housing for uh, the insurance industry mainly uh, for people who have lost their home, say in a home fire, and we'll bring out a mobile home to their home site. Uh, set it up on their home site, hook into their existing utilities, and they live in the home temporarily as their home's being rebuilt. And uh, we kind of got into that industry back in the uh, in the 70s when we were a street dealer uh, in Michigan, and uh, we had a tornado go through our area in uh, the northern part of Detroit, and uh, we had insurance companies coming to our street dealership asking us to rent out uh, some of our mobile homes, and it turned into a business. So <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, but we've always been in. The... <laughs> it is. That's a real need to fill that nobody was filling. That that was that was good insight. That's super smart. It is. Yeah, we. Uh, I'll, I'll be candid with you. When they first started coming and talking to us, the insurance companies, we thought, no, we don't want to do that. But then. We slept on it and felt like, oh, we get a black eye in the community not wanting to help. And so we, we jumped into it, and, uh, yeah, it's become a very nice uh, very nice business for us. That we've a been. niche within a niche, if you will. That, that, is, uh, that is the truth, yes, yes. But we've always had a, uh, a dealership, and we've always been in the, uh, in the park space as well, owning and operating uh, communities. You have communities far and away and close to your home too, right? You're, you're kind of spread out if I understand correctly. Yes, I, I live in uh, the Atlanta, Georgia area and we have uh, communities in, in uh, Georgia and we also still own communities up in Michigan. Yeah. And so managing long distance is a thing you might be familiar with. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. and in the SECO conference that's coming up here, you just give people an idea of what your, your involvement with SECO is. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So I've been on the uh, the SECO planning uh, committee for many years now. Uh, Spencer Roan and uh, David Roden are, um, are kind of the uh, our senior uh, members of our, our committee and, and the originators of the, the SECO uh, event. And they asked me several years ago to, to join the, the planning committee, and I've, I've really enjoyed working with them and and uh, working on the conference uh, each year and, and, and helping set up speakers and, and where the event will be held. Yeah. It really is. Uh, you know, the, the, the gist of SECO has always been uh, community owners helping other community owners. It's, we are a nonprofit organization. We don't make any money. Any money that's left over goes to a veterans uh, fund that we have that helps veterans in our, in our communities. Uh, but, 
it, it's just always been community owners helping community owners. And uh, Spencer's uh, kind of byline uh, with all of that has been uh, that, you know, a rising tide floats all ships. So that we're just trying to, to make the industry better overall uh, nationwide. You guys have been doing a heck of a job doing it. I'm, I'm so happy to be involved with SECO this year. And, I, you know, as, as you know, I've been going for many, many years, too. And it's hands down my favorite conference across all of the ones that I do across the United States, a dozen or so a year of them. And this, this SECO has proven to be the one where the connections can really be made and the lessons can really be taught. And, uh, you know, I love what we're doing for this industry through SECO. And, and so thanks for your involvement with this. Um, let's, uh, this year, SECO is going to be a little different, isn't it? It's going to be a lot different this year. <laughs> Obviously, uh, you know, with what's going on in, in the world and, and with the COVID situation, we had to make a decision, you know, very early on. We made the decision in, in March that we could not hold a live event. And we landed on uh, a virtual event and uh, we landed on it because so many people were asking us to, to continue on, to, that there was just so many conferences that were canceling, that there were just no educational opportunities available. And uh, so we made the commitment uh, with a lot of help uh, that, we, that we would get into this, the virtual conference space and, and uh and, and do this conference, and it uh, it's been really exciting for us. It's it's been a a big change. We've we partnered with MH Village, who's been so instrumental in, in getting a online conference platform for us. Um, it, it's it's going to be a very very unique event. But you know, not having the the live event uh, is challenging, and and we were kind of worried that in the past, with there are so many opportunities to network with other park owners and other people. And we wanted to create those kind of, uh, of experiences with our attendees, even on a virtual event. And we think that the platform that we've, we've landed with uh, allows us to do that kind of thing. So not only will we have all the educational content, as a matter of fact, more educational content than we've ever had. Last year, we had 28 educational sessions this year we have 66 educational wow. sessions so so just wow. a huge amount of educational content and then still the opportunity to network with uh, with other attendees that are community owners that you know might be in in your state your community your area so uh, right great opportunities as a park owner uh, what are some of your more favorite um little side pieces that are going on, these side discussions, these little uh, round tables for education that uh, SIGO holds. Which ones stand out in your mind as the ones that you've gained the most uh, knowledge from, if you will? Well, you know, we have so in the past, we've had so many different round tables and, and typically how a round table was chosen is, you know, we'll have the, um, the speakers and the different educational topics through, throughout the day. And when we see that there's a lot of questions on a particular topic or a particular speaker, we'll add a roundtable toward the end of the day so that uh, community owners have a little, uh, an, another chance to have kind of more one-on-one -on -one with, a, with a speaker or on a particular topic. We'll load up a roundtable with just some experts on any uh, particular topic that we see as kind of a hot button for people. 
Yeah. But I mean, I've sat in, in uh, roundtables uh, that were, were just great, like on water metering and all the different uh, types of water metering and, and the good and the bad. And, you know, you'll learn so much from other community owners, not necessarily what they did great, but what they did wrong. You know, uh, people I mean, really a lot of it for a lot of us, right? You know, yeah. Uh, most yeah. of us didn't have didn't have quite the education, you know, 10, 20 years ago when we got started in this business, and we just kind of winged it. And and you know, something like Seco back then would have helped me out tremendously on the learning curve, <laughs> you know, because uh, for me it was it was uh, pretty hard to get my, my my legs under me in the business at first. Um, Absolutely, yeah. You know, and, and and what's great about Seco is that it's it's a brand new guy, first time even thinking about you know buying a park or you know whatever a small park or even a few homes within a park to guys that have been around in this thing for 30 plus years and and, and owners in there that have you know literally more than 100 parks and you know they, they so it's a little bit of everything for whatever caliber of investor that somebody wants to come in and now this online platform you know will hopefully expand our range for people to see the value in not just it being a an Atlanta, Georgia type of conference, but really something that can be can be experienced from you know wherever in the country because it it, it does have the same elements uh, for wherever you're operating more or less uh, about you know what Seco has to offer learning learning the game if you will. Um, so oh, absolutely, and it, and it's interesting you say that too about uh, whether you're a new new person in the industry or you've been in it a long time. We've just got something for everybody. And so many of the days and many of the time slots with these educational sessions, we're running two or three educational sessions at the same time. And you can follow a track all day long. So we have a track, for instance, on Tuesday that every uh, hour there is a track just for uh, newcomers to the industry. You don't have to worry about, should I go to this session or that? We have a track that's just for newcomers. We have a track that's just for management. We have a, a track that's just for sales. So, uh, yeah, whether, whether again, you, you're new or you've been in it for so long, uh, th there's a track and there's a, uh, there's a session designed just for you. So just a lot of thought has gone into it this year. That's great. And the, the platform itself this year, well, it might be a little clunky for some guys that aren't very, you know, into being on the Internet for an extended period of time. Um, I think they're going to find real value in this still, too, because this platform is pretty great. It's very user friendly and it's, you know, it's meant to really feel like you're in an office building with someone. It is. It, it, it has the feel that you are in a convention center. So. Uh, you're going to have uh, each attendee is going to have an avatar that they make up for themselves, and you take your avatar and decide where you want to go. And for instance, if you want to go to our exhibit hall, we still this year have all the exhibitors that we've had in years past, and you put your avatar in front of say a a water meter company, a particular water meter company, and you're going to have a video conference uh, with that water meter company as if you were standing in front of their booth. And having a conversation with them. That's so cool. Um, and then the same thing, you'd take your avatar. <laughs> it is really very, very unique. And, uh, and you'll take your avatar and go into one of the uh, one of the educational sessions. And you'll be able to see all the other avatars that are sitting in that room with you. So you'll actually be able to see how many attendees are there. 
and you'll be able to uh, to see who they are and perhaps invite them to uh, to a um, a side room where you can have a conversation if it's a, a community owner in your area that you want to expand on the conversation. So just like a, a networking event would be uh, in, in real time, kind of kind of yeah. neat the concept. Yeah, yeah, that's that's going to be really exciting. I'm I'm very excited for this thing, and I'm really hopeful that it's going to go well. So far, our registrations have been phenomenal, um, which which was also very impressive. I think people are really. I think there is some real pent up energy for this stuff. So it is. It's uh, we we're kind of uh, almost double where we were at this point last year for a live event. We're almost double uh, our registrations to this point. Um, we kind of think that the event itself lends itself to people registering last minute, although we're not encouraging people to do that, <laughs> but uh, it almost lends itself because you don't have to get a plane ticket. You don't have to get a hotel room. Um, so we really feel that um, we're going to hit that uh, probably 500 community owners or potentially more. Uh, that's just what the numbers are trending toward. That's great. That's great. So, Jumping gears a little bit, and Jason, I hope you don't mind if I jump gears for a second. I, I'm just really curious. Hey, you know, being that you've been a park owner and involved in this industry since the 70s, um, quite some time now, uh, I got to ask for some wisdom for the new guys that are listening to my podcast. You know, uh, of, of the things you've been involved with as a mobile home park or land lease community operator and owner, what were some of the hardest learning curves to get your to get your business around when you first entered into it. Well, that's that's a really good question, and and I mean I've been involved in so many parts and, and aspects of the uh, of the industry, you know, from developing a, a a park from from the dirt up, and and all of the learning lessons that went into that, and and building and dealing with contractors and. Um, you know, buying and selling and all the lessons learned from, from purchasing and due diligence. And, um, but I still think that we're about people. Um, and so that's why I think these educational sessions that we have, um, this year we have a new managers Monday, uh, session at SECO that is just for your community managers, uh, all kinds of lessons that they can learn and, and, uh, uh, information that they can glean, and to me, that's really what's so important is is uh, being the service provider, uh, being uh, there for our tenants uh, and for our homeowners. Uh, that's the and, hard and one it, to learn when when you buy your first park. It's hard to remember <laughs> that. It's really hard because you just see paychecks. You're just like, where's my rent? And yeah. uh, that was my hardest part was was learning to to be more accommodating. Uh, with my tenant base until I got it all squared away and, and getting my, my people trained right, equally important and something I wish I wouldn't have overlooked in the beginning either. And we're constantly learning. I mean, you know, look yeah. at this year with what's going on with COVID and, and, and uh, some of our tenants having a hard time making uh, rent payments and, and uh, being laid off and just having to work through these issues with them. And, and we find that the more that we're able to communicate with them and work with them, uh, the more successful we both are, the, the tenants and, and us as the community owner. Yeah, even even if you have to delay a little bit of their payments and work with them over an extended period of time, I think that was, that was the strategy that I was forced to accept uh, when, when I was going through my learning curve. And it made my life a lot easier. It made my tenants you know, feel a little bit more comfortable with 
their position in life and their housing security. Because it's a terrifying time when you're poor. You know, it's a terrifying time. And a time like this that's going on with COVID, huh, it's, it's got to be even scarier than ever. Um, Absolutely. You yeah. know, and so the more we can direct our industry to have that more empathetic vision that, that you just expressed with our tenants, the better off this industry is going to be in the long run uh, and the short term, for that matter. You know, with 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 COVID, you know, how are you, how are how is COVID happening at your park as far as collections and operations goes? Is is it business as usual for you guys, or are there some 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 highlights or low points that you guys are experiencing as as owners and operators? Well, to be candid, we haven't had uh, a huge increase in uh, uh, problematic collections. Um, to be candid, we we for a, a period of time there, March and April, and even in the part of May, um, we were better than uh, probably sure. the, the the three or four months previous to that. And and I'm pretty hands on. I like to get into our communities. I like to talk to our people. Um, I'll, I'll stop and knock on doors and see how people are doing. Uh, and I had a couple of uh, people that I spoke with, and they were laid off, and I I uh, and they were able to get unemployment. And uh, I asked how that was going because I think they get like 60 or 65 percent of their normal pay. And I said, oh, that's that's kind of tough. Then it's a little tight. And they would just comment to me, well, not necessarily. We can't go anywhere. We can't do anything. We can't eat out. We can't shop. So we're not we're not not doing too bad. Right. And and they were making, you know, their their payments, their their lot rent payments uh, a priority. And so we, we were doing very, very well. We thought we were tremendously proud of our, uh, our, I don't know if that's appropriate to say that, but that's what we felt. We felt a lot of pride with them that they were making those payments and they were really uh, making it a priority for themselves. Now, well, and that's because you made them a priority in, in, in your business plan from the get-go. And that's, that's the reciprocation that will ultimately happen when you develop true rapport with your tenant base and, you know, trust and, and, and they know you're not squeezing them every chance you get. And so, you know, kudos to you. And, and and what you're telling me is the same story I hear from a lot of people that operate that way, that it's actually, you know, business isn't bad at all. It's actually more or less about where where it would have been 12 months ago on our normal collections. And the guys that have, you know, maybe pressured their tenants too hard and maybe, you know, weren't the most empathetic owners, you know, at the start, those guys seem to have a little bit of a dip in their collections and a little bit more of their tenants giving them some, some headaches and non-payments without, you know, solid reasoning. And, you know, it's, it's a very delicate balance. We as park owners have to, you know, have to walk between, you know, operating a business and caring about our, you know, our fellow humans. And uh, I think experience will prove to most that, you know, what you're doing is the right way to go with it. Cause coming into it and thinking you're going to jack rents a hundred dollars on, on a, on a below market, you know, park, and then expecting your tenants not to be upset about it when, when a, a pandemic comes and they have a hard time paying the rent now, you know, that's, that's almost to be expected. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it, we just have such a unique business. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it is a business and, and we're in it uh, to run it as a business, but we're dealing with human beings. We're dealing with their lives and we're dealing with, with a roof over their head, which is, you know, one of the fundamentals of being a human is to have housing. housing. And so, so it's, it's just more than, than a business and more than money. And so it's a very, very unique uh, industry that we're in. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I really appreciate you giving, giving us some time to tell us your story and, and hear about what, what uh, we're doing with Seco and the direction things are going. It's, 
it's been uh, it's been great to hear this, and, and I'm very excited to, to participate with you guys as as Seco gets closer and closer. I think we have what about a month until Seco. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's September 28th, uh, Monday is the first day, which again is the Manager's Monday, and we're pretty excited. Again, that's a new thing for us, and uh, to date, I believe we have over 80 managers around the country uh, uh, signed up, and uh, it runs through the whole week. We actually extended the uh, the uh, conference through Friday, and so we have some unique things happening Friday, some roundtables and potentially some guest speakers, so some uh, some unique things happening, that's for sure. Uh, it's going to be very exciting. Yeah, Tom, so, thank uh, Jason, yeah, is there yeah, anything yeah. you wanted to, to add on to this? Oh, man, I think, I mean, you could tell you were anxious to talk to Tom because you dominated me in that, in that interview. <laughs> so it's awesome, man. <laughs> I, I mean... I, I did have one question, but I don't know if Tom will have an answer for it because I don't know if he's tracking this stuff. But because you've been in the business for a long time, are there any stories of like breakout moments at Seco where you saw someone's career take off and, and you saw how it played to someone's benefit to be there? Sure, I can think of somebody right now. Uh, uh, we have, we have a, a lady on our uh, Seco planning group uh, Kim Rainford that um, started coming to Seco I think uh, maybe three or four years ago was a new community owner she um, I think was in kind of the um, the selling uh, end she was retail uh, selling uh, homes and decided she wanted to get into the uh, park ownership business and and quickly learned that she needed help and had a lot of questions and came to her first Seco and and I just remember that first year that she came with her husband. Uh, I mean, they were asking all kinds of questions. She was sitting in the front row writing just notes like crazy. And and now has become a very successful uh, community owner, I think has several communities, and uh, has become part of our SECO planning group uh, just because she's so uh, you know, excited to, uh, to help others and to show, you know, kind of what she's learned to to uh, to help others as well now. So uh, lots and lots and lots of stories like that. Uh, yeah. Just, you know, people coming for the first time and and, and uh, getting excited about uh, what they're learning and, and wanting to uh, then uh, help other people. And, and that's what it's all about. I know last year when I went with Glenn for a day, it was a, a really cool experience, and I hope to catch a lot of stuff this year. Tom, thank you so much. If anybody's interested in chatting with Tom or learning more about what Tom is doing, you can reach at Tom at Tom at AbleHousing.com. Make sure to go to www.AbleHousing.com to see what Tom's up to. And as always, you can visit Glenn at TheMHPExpert.com. And you can mail, email Glenn at, is it GEsterson at TheMHPExpert.com? Uh, sure is. Ah, nailed it. And uh, on behalf of everybody here, we appreciate it. We will be here next week with something new and awesome, and we will see you next time. Thank you.